have we even made sure that any of the checks we're getting are real or we've just been taking to the bank taking them to the bank and dropping them off like do we know any of them have actually been validated is our bank real do we have i should really double check our bank is real fdic approved have you been taking it to joseph a bank <laughs> oh that's not a bank that's not that's not a bank dude i was wondering why i had 30 suits in my closet i was like where, why do i have all this Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. We're going to be talking soccer, talking life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. This episode is brought to you by Sam's Secondhand Thrift Surplus. Try saying that one fast, which I just did and I nailed it. If you haven't yet, throw us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Footy Fellas Pod. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Footy Fellas Pod. We really appreciate it. And we love growing the FOF community which we have been doing. Speaking of the community, I'm not going to the TV show. Sorry, Jones, I saw your face light up. Let's talk about something big that happened in the American community, Mm. just to to kick off the pod, which is the presidential election. President-elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were officially given the nod after they reached the correct number of electoral college votes. What, What was both of your experience following along with the, uh, the the vote count and celebrations in certain parts of the country yesterday? Well, uh, I would say Tuesday night, election night, was uh, was nerve-wracking, pretty scary. Uh, expected, though, given the, the dynamic of mail-in ballots versus in-person voting. Over the next few days, as the, the tallies were coming in, you started to get a little more optimistic. It was fun kind of watching the numbers slowly go up and down, uh, you know, for, for both candidates. So uh, I did like that. And then yesterday was the announcement of uh, President-elect Biden and um, Maddie's family, Maddie's mom threw a, threw a celebratory party. It was a good time. We drove around in their dad's old 64 Cadillac around nice. the community and we're waving American flags and honking the horn. It was, yeah, that, that was a fun moment for sure to uh, you know the spirits were up people were outside it was it was a beautiful early november evening especially here in minnesota so spirits were high people were screaming happy uh, that's just a good feeling um especially during this pandemic and, and everything that's been going on so spirits were up i was feeling good and it's just a relief that you know it's almost been two years since they've been talking about this election so it's over and it feels good I feel like relief is the key, the key word. Um, there was so much anticipation per what Icy just said, built up for forever, um, literally probably just since 2016. And so for it all to finally come to a head um, and, and regardless of political affiliation, I, it was, it's just such a relief to hear someone speak in a um, inclusive and um, uh, non-divisive um, manner, you know, uh, that you're encouraged to think that, okay, finally, hopefully temperatures can start to cool down a little bit and um, perhaps conversations can start to um, actually 
take place and, and we can start to formally rebuild some of the, not only rebuild, but heal some of the, the hurting that we've kind of had over the past, again, four years, but, but it's not even that it's, it's probably just been longer. I think, I think the nation's been going through some tough times for a little while. And so this feels like the right step in the right direction to help get us on the right, on the right track. Definitely a lot of first time records, both in the vice president that was elected and, you know, everything I'm sure you've seen and heard about through the news, but you know, it it feels so remarkable in so many ways. And then also you're kind of cautious because we're still in a very tough time and with the pandemic and the economy and and the stuff that they spoke about in their, their victory speeches uh, the other night, you know, people are so celebratory and it's because it's, it was such a big deal to just have a genuinely good person. Obviously this is biased, but someone in office that cares about the people and throughout their life seems to have cared about the people. So, so much more work to do but mostly, you know, relief and excitement and joy among at least us when we've chatted with each other. And then obviously a lot of friends and fam- friends and family and friends, France, also France <laughs> and people all across the country. So definitely wanted to, to hit on that because it's the biggest news, uh, both this weekend and probably any weekend, this whole soccer season. However, moving back to footy, a couple of other big games this weekend, we had Bayern Dortmund. In the Bundesliga, that the uh, dark, dark classic car, dark classic car. Thank you. It's not Clark. That's definitely not. That. No, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, dark, that up, I think it's like dark classica. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get it right. Yeah. Keep get the, the stats guy on that. Yeah. Moment. Oh, dark classic car. Okay, dark classic car. I was right. All right. Okay. Cool. Dark classic Also, Liverpool, Man City. Obviously, a big one in the EPL. You had Juventus, Lazio. Um, a lot of uh, big games and some big results this weekend, which we'll get into later. How did you guys prepare for big games? Say you're you're you know at the level of a Bayern or Dortmund player. Is your is your mindset different? Are you superstitious at all? What's going through your head? I see. How about you for uh, big games you've played in your in your life or other big events? Yeah, I think you know nerves come with big big game situations and, and big big matchups. Just uh, inherently, you know, just as part of it. So, you know, I'm not I'm not necessarily superstitious, and I try to just keep. Uh, um, the same mindset as every game. Every game uh, is equally important, I think. And, you know, as my coach would always try and drill into us, you respect your opponents, but you never fear them. So I would always try to go into every game with that mentality. I love that. I uh, I don't think I ever mastered what, what my big game um, approach was. I think um, I also wasn't particularly superstitious whatsoever. I think I messed around with having a certain, you know, wrist that had a, uh, you know, a little piece of tape on it or something like that. I know that there were guys in the locker room in college um, specifically who uh, before every game always needed to like between the two of them pass the ball back and forth a couple times or whatever. Um, I think people had tendencies to like take a shower before they got their stuff on just get, you know, relax and whatever. Get but their stuff soaked. Just, just like, like in their, yeah, in their like gear, in their gear, in their cleats. Like. And then, and then they join and try to huddle. No one wanted to touch them. Right. Cause they're just soaked. Right. Um, but Hey, superstition, but Hey, you know, never lost when, when, uh, when Sammy got soaked. Um, uh, no, I, I feel like my biggest, I'd probably say if there was a big game, um, coming down the pipeline, it's usually towards the end of the year. Usually, um, I just hydrated a ton. I remember that. I remember if there was a big game, uh, I had, you know, a Nalgene with me to every class I went to housed it, left the class a couple times to go to the bathroom. Um, 
that was, that was probably the biggest thing I could think of, just making sure that I didn't cramp because I was a big cramper, big cramper. Yeah, cramp people's style. Hell yeah. Am I right, Icy? You confirm? Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> we had some good ones at, uh, at Hamilton where I played in college. A couple guys, certain amount of tape on certain wrists with writing. Obviously, some of it is, you know, for family members, for others, um, you know, specific spikes on the cleats or certain things in the locker man organized in a certain way, which I always thought it was, it was kind of interesting that I also similar to you guys never had a, a huge super superstition because I tried to take the coach up approach, the coach approach that IC said, which is every game's the same, but off the field, when it came to presentations in class or now for work or anything over time, for some reason, I developed this, uh, this knack right before presentations, I just get the hiccups and it's almost become a habitual, like a weird thing. And sometimes I'm nervous. Sometimes I'm not, but I'll just get the hiccups and I'm like, okay, yep. That time to present. Game I, time. I already knew that. Um, or, or yawn. Sometimes the hiccups and sometimes totally. I'll just be yawning a lot. Totally. Yeah. I feel like, I, I feel like the yawn, that yawn, you, you guys have totally felt that yawn, especially before like a big game or um, I, I don't know. I feel like like men's league, if we're playing a game, it doesn't have to be like a massive game, but it's like an intense playoff game or something. And you're like there stretching and I'm, I'm like yawning. It's like 630 in the evening. It's not even like a, at late at night or anything. I just kind of like yawn. And yeah. I, I think it's like a genuine just thing that just happens when you're in the zone almost or over zoned. Yeah, totally agree. I've been there for sure. The yawn is is a weird sensation because part of me is like, come on, Max. This is a game. You know, It's game time. You're about to play. Stop yawning. You're not tired. Uh, <laughs> but then I think the other part of it is your body's trying to tell you, you know, calm down. This is just one, it's just a game. And two, you know, focus, no need to be you know, like the nerves need to settle everything. So I think it's your body kind of, kind of trying to settle you down, but then your mind is like, what, are you, what is going on? You're not tired, like snap out of it. <laughs> so it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird sensation for sure. Is that what it is? Do we know, is it your body trying to calm you down? We might need to bring Evan back on. Not that we've ever actually brought him back on, but he'd have so much <laughs> useful knowledge for us from the uh, the, the medical lens. You've got to bring him back on. It, it, that would be interesting. Yeah, I want to get our our stats intern on why people yawn before big events. So maybe we'll get back to you on that. If our stats intern sitting across from me happens to find anything, I'm, just, I'm trying to read their eyes. I'd say it would be a little unsettling if during the kind of victory speeches last night for Biden and Kamala. If we saw one of them yawn, that would be uh, <laughs> a little concerning. Not only did they not yawn, but Joe Biden sprinted out of the, out of the tunnel. You see that, I see? Oh, I did not see that, but I did hear about about that. I saw, I heard about some meme videos like, whoa, chill, chill, chill. Like, no need to wear yourself out. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I expected right when I saw that, I expected a lot of WWE memes because people love using different entrances from the tunnel and he he was jogging he brought that pep in his step all right so uh i, I got the stat intern um in the house uh they, they they did some digging into the yawn hypothesis i want i want to throw two two angles of, of why um we might yawn before a big event big game um one it's it's a common fact it's well known well documented um uh, one theory is that uh uh, when you're nervous or excited about an impending um, event, your body activates a yawn to bring your temperature back down to homeostasis. Uh, mid-workout, your core temperature fires up as a response to movement, which induces a yawn to cool your brain down. 
There's another theory with some credibility, but it's really a sister theory to the brain cooling hypothesis. Scientists know that yawns facilitate changes in behavioral state. They make you more alert, more aroused, more mentally efficient. And there's some evidence to suggest that yawning is triggered to enhance blood flow specific to, say, the cerebral cortex, which would facilitate these changes. So it definitely seems like some way to calm yourself down or make you more focused or something to react to how you are emotionally, physically handling a certain situation. Um, so it, it seems counterintuitive, but perhaps it's it's your body's way of, again, leveling you out a little bit. Wow. Okay. So I wasn't totally wrong. Uh, I do take some comfort in my rambling being somewhat right. Thanks, Jones. I appreciate it. Can you tell the stat boy, stat man, Pierre, stat man, Pierre, that he did a good job? Hey, yo, Pierre. It's actually really interesting. Thanks for, thanks for explaining that to us, Jones. I also don't feel as bad now when I yawn because it's smart because that means I'm a genius for yawning so much based I, on what you share. Exactly. Dude, dude, totally. That's why I yawn all the time. Because it's contagious. Not not because you're the genius, because yep. I'm the genius and I yawn, and then yep. you do it secondhand. Yes. Like Sam. Tell me tell me this. Secondhand, like Sam. Is uh, is there going to be a rap in the ad read by any chance? You, do you want there do to be know? a rap? Because it could be wrapped. Well, could d- be. Okay. All right, we'll see. Going to jump into last week today, give you a quick hit on what happened around the world of, of football, of soccer, during the last week. Hit the music. Our music guy, who I forget their name, uh, Tony. Tony. Hit the music, Tony. Sorry about that. Much much apologies. First, we're going to start in the EPL, where Tottenham went top of the table with a 1-0 win over West Brom. Biggest game of the week, most anticipated game of the week, Liverpool-Man City finished 1-1. Going to let Icy elaborate on that a bit afterwards. In the Bundesliga, other big game in the world of football, Bayern and Dortmund. Bayern winning 3-2. Over Dortmund, going to go to our expert Jones on that one afterwards. That, that win also took Bayern top of the table. So pretty exciting for them in a place they're, they're used to being, you could say. In Serie A, Juventus and Lazio tied 1-1. Inter Atalanta tied 1-1, leaving AC Milan still top of the table. In La Liga, we actually have a surprise leader in first, Real Sociedad. So good for them. Unlikely they will hold on for the entire season, but exciting for them. Moving into the NWSL. The Portland Thorns are on top through four game weeks. Pretty close there. Women's Super League in England. Man U's on top, but a lot of the big clubs are mm-hmm. close behind. Alex Morgan also made also made her debut for Spurs, so pretty exciting there. And lastly, a place that we're going to spend some extra time today in the MLS. We have the MLS playoffs coming up, and we actually have MLS Decision Day, the last day of the regular season, which will determine those last couple of playoff spots in the Eastern Conference. It's happening right now as we record so we'll try to give some live updates even though they won't be so live when you listen to them but we will spend a bit more time on the mls it's also a couple things that haven't changed recently handball controversy and covid travel restrictions for upcoming international games so a couple of other storylines we're used to want to go back to those couple of big matchups from the week in the epl and the bundesliga icy want to start with you Give us a quick synopsis of the Liverpool City game, what you took away from that 1-1 draw. Yeah, it was an anticipated match. I thought the first half met expectations from viewers. You know, I thought it was it was good on both sides. Uh, a lot of nice attacking play linking up and we saw a couple goals, which is which is what you always want to see. Second half was a little lackluster. Um 
again, Liverpool is having some defensive woes. Uh, if you missed it, Trent Alexander-Arnold had a little uh, strain or something in his calf muscle had to get taken off in the 70th minute. So Milner came on for him. Also, Robertson got a little nick. I think he's fine. He's a tough cookie, so he should be he should be good, but just not not great for Liverpool's defense. On the other side, uh, on the offensive side, they started with the Fab Four, is what I've heard the commentators calling them uh, during the game. So uh, I like the sound of that, meaning they had Firmino, Salah, Mane, and Jota start. Firmino got subbed out in the 60-something minute. Uh, he was not did not look happy about that. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a development to come. I don't think he's liking that Jota's taking his time. As a fan of Liverpool, I think it's overall for the better. So I think I think we're going to see Jota move into a starting role. Firmino kind of get phased out. Uh, so that 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 is, I think, the right direction for the team. So yeah, overall a decent game. They got they got a result, uh, one point out of it. So not not horrible. Helpful takes. Thank you, Jones. Jumping into the Bundesliga, we watched a decent amount of the game together. I know you watched a bit more of the Bayern Dortmund game. Their Clasico. 3-2 win for Bayern. What did you what did you see? It was a great game back and forth. I think um, I think Holland really uh, cemented just in my mindset how effective of a uh, line leader that he is. He's, you know, 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, he's a massive dude who has wheels. He's very fast. He's physical and um, is a great soccer player. Great, great eyes for the game. So he really stood out. But, but ultimately, um, uh, what was an entertaining game back and forth, both teams were pressing each other. Uh, it did feel like Bayern were probably um, marginally just a little bit better of a team. Um, and so squeaking out that 3-2 result um, made sense. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where they go this season. It feels like they could run away with the league. They could probably run away potentially with Champions League. Um, but uh, I, I would love to see a couple more games between them. Um, I think Bayern, uh, excuse me, Borussia's got a lot of talent, a lot of depth. Um and uh, they can they can they can make things happen. With that, we're going to head into our sponsor read. Thank our sponsors as always who make this all possible. On the other side, we're going to be back with MLS playoff talk. Give you everything you need to know, some predictions, a little bit of analysis from a couple of American lads who watch the MLS every so often, but are definitely invested in the playoffs when they come around. Be right back. The good people at Sam's Secondhand Thrift Surplus want to let you know about their gently used products and rock bottom prices. We're talking deals so good, you'd think you're stealing. They've got any and everything, furniture, kitchen appliances, laundry machines, apparel, stereos, jewelry, tires, computers, iPhones, everything. All gently used and brought to you within a week. You name the item and Sam's team will grab it for you call you from a non-traceable burner phone, and give you the merchandise lickety-split. No hassle on you and complete plausible deniability. You name the item, and Sam's folk probably have it. And if not, just give them a little extra time, and they'll find a way. Like your neighbor's new Jordans? Well, now they're yours. Sick dunk. Eyeing that priceless painting in the museum? Oh, Sam's team can put a price tag on it and hang it in your living room. So fancy. Need access to secret government codes secured on a hard drive? Just tell them you want it on USB or a floppy disk. Espionage. 
For further information, you can find their website uh, in far reaches of the darknet or reach out to Jones who can put you in touch with a guy who knows a guy. Sam Secondhand Thrift Surplus. They have the things you need. So how did how did you actually converse with Sam? What did that look like? Uh, I, I've never met Sam. I have no idea who Sam is. Um, but a friend of a friend left a note under uh, my door um, suggesting that I read this uh, if I wanted to look out for my friends and family. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I don't know if we really got paid on this this one, guys, but... Consider your life saved. Yeah, I guess you guys should be thanking me for reading that, I guess. Yeah, Sam's a good ally to have. You know, is I'm so excited about Sam's thrift store that do you think this is the place I can find one of those six pens in one? God, I've been looking for one of those for so long. You guys know what I'm talking about? It's one Heck pen, yeah. but it has those different colors that you can kind of push down. And oh, man, guys, you know what I'm talking about? Something tells me. Six pen in one. <laughs> I feel like they, they do a little bit more. They do a little bit more like, like the, yes, they could probably find that pen. I feel like they, they could probably get you the pen that was used to kill some dictator in whoa. Central America. Whoa, whoa. I'm just looking. I'm just wanting to do some sketching at home, man. I don't need any like <laughs> Joseph Stalin pen or anything like that. Yeah, it, I, it can might, they, will they go sh- like, can I just ask them to go get me groceries on the weekend? Is that what they do? Could, could that be a thing? Again, again, I see, I want to stress these guys don't, I don't know if they're really, I don't even know why they kind of put us, they put, they put this ad on a really friendly kind of podcast, like, like ourselves. It might be misleading when they have things written down like uh, kitchen appliances and uh, jewelry and, and tire. I don't know why they have tires in there and computers. And I, I, they, they seem like they, they work in, in subterfuge and, um, Okay. Deep, deeper, deeper things. So, okay, so- I, I get it. I think I get it. So, okay. Let me see if I get this right. Can so Maddie's cousin's looking for a babysitter. Hers just just quit. Mm-hmm. Can Sam? Can Sam do that for us? Could he babysit? You know, twice a week. <laughs> well, uh, you know, pr- probably. Um, again, I don't know if if, if that's necessarily uh, the the best resource, but um, I, from what they're offering, what they've said, I you might just be able to actually. Okay. Perfect. Excellent. I'm going to be honest, guys. I think they steal stuff. Um, and, uh, and secondhand, uh, thrift, um, might be a, a generous term that they're putting on there again, baseless, baseless comment. I yeah. have no, no facts. And I might even back up and say that's, I'm walking away from that statement. Yeah. Wow. On LinkedIn, they have really great office word skills. That, that is something that's important, you know? Oh my God. And they have an excellent marketing team. Yeah. I'll just cut the part about what Jones said with the, the whole stealing thing. Cause that's not going to lead to any, any new business, which we're definitely in the market for. No. They, uh, oh, I misread. It's the, the deals are so It good. says legal, not illegal. Right. Totally. There's a lot of, you missed the Illinois at the front there. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of. I'm a little worried. I'm going to be honest. You know, yeah. I'm let's move. Let's move to MLS. Let's, you know, why don't we move into talking MLS? I see you're our MLS expert. Give us a rundown on what the playoff format looks like when it's starting. Everything else we need to know before we jump in and banter and predict a bit about the MLF MLS playoffs coming up. Yeah, definitely. So today 
November 8th is the last regular season game for every team in the league. Uh, they are all playing right now. Half the teams are playing right now as we are recording. And then there's a, a few more after this, especially Minnesota United FC. Looking forward to that. So the format for the playoffs, 18 teams total, 10 from the East and eight from the West. Why is there a discrepancy? Well, the teams in the East, they're all going to hit the 23-game regular season target. Uh, and almost half of the teams in the West are not going to play a total of 23 games. So they're giving, they're actually adding a couple more teams from the East. Four, four, extra, four teams at the bottom are going to be playing in a little playoff. So hence the discrepancy. The playoffs will start on November 20th, so there's a little gap, and the gap is for international break, as some MLS players will be on duty. It's also probably a nice nice little break before, uh, you know, one-and-done situations. So that I think players are going to like that. How are they seeding if, play, if teams are not all playing the same number of games? Great question, Eli and Jones. What they're doing is they're doing points per game. So, for example, Philadelphia has 44 points over 22 games. So that's two points a game. So they are seeding teams in that fashion. There's also a bunch of tiebreakers uh, that no need to get into right now, but as points per game could be could be tied in a lot of situations. And, uh, yeah, I think that's that's the gist of it. Looking forward to it, and we'll we'll talk about which teams are in and, and looking hot. Yeah, I'm following some of the scores now as as you were explaining what's going on, and there's some there's some big ones. I think our team, if if the scores hold, we're almost at the 90th minute of some of these games, and also just some wacky score lines today. But if these scores hold, I think our Chicago Fire just lost themselves a place in the mix. They're losing four three to NYCFC, and Inter Miami is winning. Two to one, uh, they might that game might have just finished. It's about to finish, and if they win, they actually edge Chicago for one of those last two spots in the East that you mentioned that are still up for grabs. So sad one, sad one for the Chicago boys. Um, but some some strong teams, some strong teams throughout the year that ever since the MLS's back tournament have held strong in the Western Conference. I think Sporting Sporting Kansas City, Portland. Seattle didn't do as well in that tournament, but have looked like their usual selves since then. And they're first, second, third, respectively, in the Western Conference. And Eastern Conference, Philadelphia, Toronto, Orlando City, who also did very well in the MLS spec tournament, top three in the East. It seems like the year of you know strong teams, powerhouses remaining at the top, aside from maybe one at the bottom of the Eastern Conference in Atlanta United. Yes. It, 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 if anything, uh, what I'm trying to parse out in my mind's eye is um, teams that have actually um, kind of followed through on their performance from the the MLS's back, um, you know, uh, and and for me, it doesn't feel like a surprise that the Philadelphia Union is as dominant as they are right now, um, who you know looked so impressive in the tournament, and, and similarly with Orlando City. Um, uh, the the thing that seems a little that seems a little fishy to me, um, and I and I think might be a sleeper in some ways, um, is is the low ranking for Inter Miami, and the low ranking or low seating, excuse me, for LAFC 
I think Inter Miami made some big changes to their team this year, bringing in um, Matuidi, Iguain, and um, and and you know having Pizarro. I think they have like a really dynamic team. I, I also love their. Oh, I need to know his name. Um, Lewis Morgan Morgan Lewis Morgan. I think the winger. Um, yep. Uh, stud. I'm a huge fan. I, I just think they have such a good good team. Um, that, that that's just a matchup I would hate, but also LAFC. I mean, so, so impressive and dynamic in that MLS tournament. Um, MLS is back is tournament back. The tournament is here back tournament that I thought LAFC were, um, and just a really like a formidable opponent. Um, so those lower seeds are just interesting shouts that I'm, I'm watching out for. Uh, I see. How, how are you feeling about Minnesota's, um, kind of, yeah. situation. Yeah, I'm feeling good. So we've got FC Dallas tonight, which I am very much looking forward to going to a little watch party. And if they win, they will move into fourth place, uh, fourth seed. So that means they would be playing the fifth seed, which honestly might just be FC Dallas again. So <laughs> this is actually a good, a good matchup because it could be the first round of the playoffs. So I think this game kind of sets the tone since it looks like it's likely going to be these teams LAFC could be in the mix I'd rather not play LAFC personally so want to keep it to Dallas want to get a result because it looks like they're going to be the ones we play so I'm feeling good uh we did actually tie 2-2 to Chicago in our last game which was a little bit disappointing but a good comeback we were down two to zero so that is promising and I'm feeling good about it do you guys have any early early predictions? Portland will do well. I think they they just always do well, which, as you guys know, I've said before, I really don't like Portland. There's no really reason for it. I just don't like them doing well. And I do think Orlando City, who broke our hearts in the MLS's back tournament, uh, will do as well as uh, Nani does. He kind of carries their team. He actually got a red card, I think, recently and didn't play in their lot. He's not going to be playing today. I don't think he's playing in the game right now. So I think he's a little emotionally hurt from that. So we'll see. But I think they they look poised to do decently. Definitely have to go with the Sounders in the West. I think they're probably the favorite. I don't know if they're the odds-on favorite, literally, but I'd have to say they have the best chance of winning it just because they're such a strong team every year back in the playoffs, you know, winning it recently. And they've just such a strong makeup. Jordan Morris has looked like such a stud this year getting assists. I think he's right near the the top of the assist leaderboard. Also the goal leaderboard, just physically really strong dominating games. And they have a lot of other strong pieces that they've had for the last couple of years. So I think Seattle would be my pick in the Western conference in the eight seed San Jose we did correspond with a couple of the San Jose lads in uh, Jackson Ewell and Nick Lima, and they've had some crazy games this year that they've come out on top of, which is a cool quality, just knowing you can come back from anything and having done it a couple times. I think that repetition and experience is very real when it comes to the playoffs. So if there's any shootouts or uh, you know, kind of wild games, I actually like their chances. So I think San Jose in the eight seed could be dangerous, even though Sporting KC has looked so strong all year. And then in the Eastern Conference, the being from the East Coast, the New York City teams, Red Bulls and NYCFC, they've always been in the playoffs, but they've never been 
the favorite, at least in the last couple of years, maybe when they had Henri and Bradley Wright Phillips for Red Bulls a couple of years ago, or with Pirlo and Lampard and a couple others on Dax McCarty on NYC years ago, they were strong. They looked really strong, but this year I think follows that trend where they're kind of just middling teams. They made it in, but they didn't look so good this year. And I think neither of them have a real chance of taking it all home. So I see. I like I like your nod to Orlando City. That could be interesting. I do think Toronto and Philadelphia, same as Seattle. They've been here before. They know what it takes. They have a, still a lot of the same strong pieces. Philadelphia, a lot of young emerging stars this year, including Aronson, who obviously has a big future ahead of him overseas. Um, and I think Nashville, kind of like San Jose, is the team to watch out for in different ways. They haven't had shootouts this season, but a lot of 1-0 wins and having that strong of a defense that can be consistent, even if your offense is having an off day, I think they have a real shot in any game they're playing in the, in the playoffs. So shout out to Dan Lovitz, our, our guy who we interviewed a uh, while back and Nashville in the playoffs. Hopefully they can stir the pot a bit. I'm uh, I'm, I'm excited, gentlemen. I, f- I feel like there's a lot of parody here. And, and if the MLS uh, playoffs have shown us anything over, over the years, it's, um, it never lacks the excitement. It never lacks the the goals. Um, so I'm I'm thrilled. Yeah, I just wanted to do a quick uh, modification to what I was saying earlier. Nani did play today just now. He did score in the 61st minute. However, shout out to our boy Dan Lovitz and the Nashville squad. Dan scored the first goal today for, for Nashville. He tied it up 1-1 in the 20th minute. So shout out, Dan. What a, what a performance it looks like from the squad today. They won 3-2 against Orlando City. So that's huge going into the playoffs. It's such a different spectacle just taking a step back because there aren't playoffs in soccer. Basically, no other league around the world. I get you could argue for the third slot you know, to get promoted. Some leagues like the championship have playoffs for promotion. But to decide an ultimate victor, an ultimate winner, I can't think of another league, a soccer league, that uses playoffs outside of the U.S. and... It's very American of us in a lot of ways. You know, we need this extra tournament, extra revenue. It builds the league profile. It's exciting. Um, But it also just takes a lot of extra energy from the players. And it's, you know, you go through the grueling regular season and all of a sudden, bang, you know, you could have done, you could have come in first and it's a whole new ballgame, basically, unless you have that, that extra buy, which is helpful given your seating. Aside from that, you're thrown in the mix with everyone else. Uh, Yeah. Hit up Pierre. Ayo, Pierre. Yeah, uh, it's that guy. Um, uh, there, there, there. Some, some, some teams or some countries out there with with, uh, with playoffs. One, one in particular that's a little interesting is is Mexico has their uh, Clausura and Apertura. So they have the two halves of the year where they have different, um, different, I guess, tables, tournaments, and where you you actually have a, a playoff in the end, um, which is which is super exciting. Um, and and a model that perhaps the MLS could emulate, um, it does make for an exciting finish, right? It makes for a little extra energy required from those players, um, uh, but also from the from a sporting fan base like uh, the US, um, I think we kind of need that. I think we kind of need that little impetus of a of a playoff format for us to care a little bit more about um, these results. Unfortunately, since we, one could argue the MLS isn't the premier um, football to be watched in the world, but even in the U.S. Nice. I see. Any final thoughts on the MLS playoffs? What to look forward to when it starts on November 20th? 
Yeah, I think I think a key thing to be looking out for during this playoff stretch is going to be, I think, the number of games that these teams have played in the regular season. For example, Colorado, after today, will have played 18 out of the total 23 games. This is the lowest of the entire league. And it really begs the question, are we going to see teams that haven't played the full 23-game season perform better? Have their players, are they better rested? Are their legs just more ready to take a pounding for these playoff games? Are they just more fit than than other teams that have played more games? Uh, at first, you might think, of course, obviously. But then it begs the question, during this pandemic, the reason why they haven't played as many games was due to virus concerns or players being infected. Pierre hasn't gotten back to us on the stats on how many Colorado players have been infected with coronavirus. But, you know, it begs the question, are their lungs shot because they've had this virus? Are they going to struggle uh, a little bit given that they've been sick uh, and they're kind of feeling the effects of the virus? So something to keep a, an eye out for. Uh, it could it could be nothing. It could, it could actually, you know, sway some games one way or another. Definitely something to watch out for. Thanks for that, Icy. The MLS has actually done a pretty good job and, you know, maybe a little bit of luck on their side, but they're able to finish the season heading into the playoffs, hopefully with safety as the primary concern and thought for the players and the league. Hopefully the, the playoffs can go off without a hitch and we can enjoy some of these pretty uh, interesting and juicy matchups here as everyone continues to say, stay safe and healthy. With that, we're going to head into our final game and we got a new one for you this week that IC is going to talk us through also for the first time. So we're in this with you, Fofs, listeners. Let's get into it, Icy. All right. So today's game is going to be Among Us themed. Among Us, uh, for all you Fofs, is a super popular game that's kind of taking the world by storm. I admit I'm old and I'm kind of late to the game. Uh, played it for the first time with Eli not too long ago. Did terribly. So, uh, <laughs> But it's very fun. And what it is, is it is pretty much like Mafia, if you've ever played it, where... Uh, Oh God, now I have to describe Mafia as well. Pretty much, there's a, there's a group There's a, a group of players, let's say 10, and this, the game randomly assigns a couple people as being imposters. And what the imposters do is they individually kind of, they kill certain players as the game goes on, and then the surviving players need to figure out who the imposters are and kind of talk it through. And in essence, find the imposters and kick them out, and then you win if you, you find the imposters. Um, so the gist of it, I'm sure I missed some parts. That's the gist of it. That's really all you need to know. So this Among Us themed game, I'm going to give Eli and Max both, uh, four players in this, in these hypothetical situations, Among Us situations. I'm going to give a little, uh, buildup of a story. And then I want both of you, Eli and Max to talk together. We'll give you about 60 seconds. I want it to be very creative. All you fofs. I hope you like this creativity coming out of this game. Uh, be creative, be witty, talk it through and determine who the imposter is. Uh, and then if, you know, if I like the answer, if you guys talked it through with some, some good reasoning, uh, you know, I don't know who the imposter is, but I'll leave it to the Fofs to decide if you actually picked the right, the right character. So any questions? Should we hop into it? This feels very SAT-E where we're using uh, 
reasoning here as we're given a, a series of a series of adjectives or words. So I'm um, I'm excited because I love the SAT. Not just kidding, but I am excited for this. It's going to be fun. It's it's not going to be academic. Let's get into it. First situation. Here are the characters. You have a spoonful of peanut butter. You have a butter knife with jam. You have one white bread slice and a salt shaker. All are on the kitchen counter. And before you know it, the salt shaker is shattered to pieces on the floor. Boys, who is the imposter of the three remaining characters? All right, so... <laughs> All right, Detective... All right, Detective John Griffey. What, what, what is that? Is that, is that your... We're going to solve a mystery today, you see? All right, so I'm, I'm going to be the normal guy. Here, I was being I'm, Sherlock Holmes. You'd that, be Watson. That was Sh- Sh- Sherlock. Sherlock. We're going to solve this difficult case today, okay? Oh, friend, old chap. Mario. Right, we're down to like 40 seconds. Uh, right, so someone. Right, do we remember what we had? There's a jam spoon. There's the, the no, knife. No, no, it's a jam. No, it's a peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter, peanut butter, butter, and something else. Okay, uh, so a spoonful of peanut butter, a spoonful. butter knife with jam on it, and right. one white bread slice. And the salt shaker shattered. Salt, salt, shaker salt shaker has shattered. died, yes. I don't see any motive for the, the bread. I'm just going to say that out loud. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why. They shouldn't have a relationship unless there's something weird because they were in it together. Like why would a, a salt shaker and bread even be on the same table? So, okay. The, okay, what was on the jams on the butter knife, right? Yep, yep. Interesting that it wasn't said butter knife. It just wasn't knife. It's butter knife. So I think that's worth noting. Um, but the also the spoon has peanut butter, right? Yeah. So it, it feels like a peanut butter sandwich, peanut butter jelly sandwich is kind of being put together there. I think if the peanut butter spoon tried to even hit or made contact with the salt shaker, if it actually was filled with peanut butter mm-hmm. as described, mm-hmm. I don't think it'd have the gumption to knock it off. I think it gets stuck because of how gooey peanut butter is when it gets stuck in your teeth. And you th- do you think it would be the same, same story with, that with the jam too on the knife? Same kind of gooey, sticky nature that it might get stuck to there? That's possible. I just don't get why. The- I think we got to decide. Oh. I think we're, our time's running out and the, the murderer is about yeah, it's to game time. shuffle free. Uh, uh, I, don't like the, I don't like the white bread. It's, it feels weird, right? It feels weird. We talked weird. about the other ones and there's, there could be stories. It feels weird. It I think we lock weird. it in. Yeah. All right. All right. Here's the bread. All right. White bread slice. Love it. All right. Next situation. We have a pair of soccer cleats, one shin guard, an empty Nalgene water bottle, and a deranged monster made out of those black rubber turf pellets. <laughs> and they're all in your soccer bag. So before you know it, on the car ride home from practice, you look in the back seat and your cleats are hanging out of your window with the laces wedged in into that closed window, just preventing them from falling out onto the street. Who's the imposter? Who did that to the cleats? Do you want to go? I think I know the answer. No, if you got it. I think it's the turf pellets. Think about how many turf pellets, not just them, but their families, their friends, their relatives get stuck in cleats mm. and taken away from their home, the mm-hmm. turf field. Mm-hmm. I'd want to kill the cleats. Kind of feels personal. Here's my here's my here's my problem though. When has a case ever been that simple? When have you ever been solving a crime where it's just been like that in your face? I'm pretty sure I just solved the crime. You see, but but did even that not that, convince you? I do think though the question I I would throw your way before we fully submit. Do you think that's a red herring? Do you think it's like, of course? I don't even remember the other options, so that's my one answer. Okay, cool. So we're just gonna we're, we're gonna lob it up to prejudice. We're gonna put it down on the, uh, the 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 beads. Okay. I guess the one thing I have to input is you know cleats make your bag smell like arse. So make a lot of enemies out of uh, that shin guard and an empty Nalgene water bottle as well. So 
All right, you locked it in with those rubber turf pellet monsters. Okay, last one. You got your shampoo bottle, your conditioner bottle, your new loofah, and bath salts. They're all sitting on the edge of your bathtub. And in the middle of the night, you hear a muffled noise from the bathroom. You go to check, and the loofah has been stuffed into the bathtub drain. Who did that? Who's the imposter? I mean, it's the bath salts. It's it the not? bath salts, I've, unless I've, it's a combo, unless right. it's a three-part job, because right. why would you hear the muffle scream and then nothing else after? Uh-huh. Bystanders yeah. or part of the crime? Right. Uh, are we allowed to pick more than one? You know, most of these, it's one, but the, yeah, you could. You could pick accomplices. That also feels like a red herring. It feels like Ice is almost in with the uh, bath appliance, uh, uh, appliance, bath uh condiments bathware <laughs> bathware condiments <laughs> uh, look bath bath salts have always been ratchet so i feel like bath salts is is the is the answer here yeah uh, we're locking in bath salts feel feel confident that's probably the one i feel most confident about you're locking it in and, and you guys all know that those damn shampoo and conditioner bottles slip and slide all over those tubs and, and make a lot of noise so okay you locked it in all right cool thanks for playing i i, I hope you guys like that kind of a different a different game Got to uh, to work together on this one, and uh, you know, show some some creativity in your reasoning. Definitely requires the creative juices to be flowing, which we appreciate. Is there an actual right answer? Is this a murder? Famous murder cases you're basing this on, or personal thoughts you're basing this on? Do we get any indication of how we did? Look, I think we're gonna have to open it up to the fofs to decide, uh, because I can't I can't tell you who who the imposter was and who wasn't, if you guys are right or wrong. So we'll give it, we'll open it up to the Fofs. We'll let them decide if you're, if your reasoning and the sketchiness of the characters uh, really, really uh, worked out and we're one in the same. What a spooky way to end the pod, this post-Halloween pod, a little bit post-Halloween. Hopefully everyone had a nice Halloween because that happened already. Hopefully everyone is staying safe, staying healthy, watching a good amount of soccer, football. If you're able, obviously a lot going on that we're chatting about. Looking forward to the MLS playoffs. We also got a lot of exciting stuff coming out on our social handles on YouTube. So definitely subscribe to us on YouTube. Throw us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. And we appreciate you if you've listened this long. We appreciate you more than the person that stopped listening five minutes ago, mm-hmm. 10 minutes ago, oh yeah, 20 minutes ago. But we still, we, we appreciate, we appreciate them, them, them too. Yeah, yeah, if they skipped and they only, we appreciate all of you. Okay. I mean, to an extent, to an extent, there's, there are limits. I mean, we'll be back next week. See ya. See you next week. Basically stop taking our <laughs> checks to Costco and Joseph A. Bank. Yes. I see. Please. Yes. Can you forgive me? <laughs>